2: Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Perfectly Good Podcast, your podcast on the Internet, the only podcast on the Internet that discusses every John Hyatt song from A to Z. I am here driving to Memphis with my partner. I am Jesse Jackson and Sylvan. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, Jesse. I am ready to be driving that Cowhorn cadillac and let's head down the road for another song
2: yeah absolutely so uh this time we are talking after all this time why don't you tell us a little about it
1: yeah after all this time was the closing track on the little head album which was released in 1997 happened to be the year that i graduated high school um so i'm very much wrapped up in where i was at at that Point that there's a very nostalgic feel to after all this time. Of course, I was at this new beginning as well as looking back, just adding a little bit of personal approach there. That album was actually produced by John Hyatt and Davy Farah, the bassist who first came on board with the Perfectly Good Guitar album was in a few different uh, bands with John, mostly touring. They also, I believe, toured for a little while, just the two of them. So they obviously had a pretty close relationship.
2: I was reading the album was not considered a success. Is that mm. correct?
1: I think that is correct. I believe this is the last one that uh, John uh, released on Capitol Records, which when Capitol signed him, that was Walk On and well, I have never seen fanfare like that from a record company for an artist. They were just thrilled, and they put so much marketing and PR behind that album. When Little Head came out, I was actually in email contact with one of the uh, PR people, and they were excited that I could talk to an email list about this album coming out. That it, it there wasn't a lot of press. The reviews were kind of lukewarm. You know, I, I think no one really knew what to do about it, especially me, because here is the smartest singer songwriter who is known for being sensitive and, you know, talking about love and maturity and family. And he made the title track a reference to his penis.
2: Yes. What are we
1: going to do about this? (laughs) Yeah.
2: What what are you working on, John? Like, what do we have going on here? Uh, Yeah. And the cover looks very strange.
1: Not just the fact that it's his head in a zipper, but he's wearing a, you know, very 70s John Travolta-esque collared shirt with a strange print. And, you know, like to, to each his home. But this, again, is kind of. Coming off of the walk-on era that was Barnes and Flannel and, you know, down home kind of stuff. So, yeah, it it was a bit of a culture shock.
2: Yeah, and this is his 14th album, um, and it said that this was, according to Wikipedia, which you know is never wrong, the Mm -hmm. last album on Capitol Records. Mm -hmm. Um, I do not have any memories of this CD. Mm. I'm sure I picked it up, but I don't remember having any definite like, oh, yeah, that one. It was interesting to pull it up. And I started listening. And so the song after all this time,
1: it is also a little bit of that split personality that I was talking about with the shirts and everything that, you know, it starts with this kind of crescendo. I'm not even sure if it's guitar or piano, because I have not listened to it, you know, right before we started our conversation but it feels like a wild flourish of notes at the very beginning which is very odd and then it very slowly talks this kind of crooner barry white s kind of seduction come on baby let me talk to you yeah. about the little love song and like he does do the vocal this?
2: introduction is very yeah. odd
1: yeah. yeah um but all that being said, it's a beautiful, sweet love song. You know, if you kind of strip all those pieces out, the lyrics are lovely. And it's, it's a John Hyatt love song. It's about, I'm not, you know, just enraptured by how beautiful you are. I'm thinking about all the memories that we've made together and I'm still loving you after all this time. Um, And, you know, talking about a hardship. So it's a very pretty love song
2: Yeah, after I was, you get past the
1: first 10 seconds.
2: I was surprised at the introduction and I almost thought, oh, I've pulled up a live version. Oh no, this is what he wanted to do. Linda and I got married 1984 and we started dating in 1980. This whole, the idea of after all this time is very poignant to me. The idea that there is a lot of mileage and there is a lot of history and the idea that he is grateful that after all this time, you still love me. After all this time, I still love you. And we can still
1: work it out whether to turn down the sheets and pull up the shades and All those kind of the the little details, not the like we're going out on a date. We're settling in for the how many who knows what number of time into this bed that we share.
2: Yeah. And I think that's a really good point, Sylvan, when there is these things that even after a long time in a relationship that you still may not agree On a funny note, my wife is a open presence on Christmas Eve. I am open (laughs) presence on Christmas Day, Um, and after a real mixed marriage. Yes, and we have been married for all this time. Chris is our adult son and every once in a while she'll bring up hey why don't we just go ahead and open presents and he looks like mom we open presents on christmas morning uh-huh. <laughs> so i love that so many disagree to turn off the lights pull down the shade what's funny to me is linda will come home after running errands and i'll be in the living room in the dark and she's like why did you not open the blinds <laughs> you know and i'm like yeah because i'm watching tv i I, right i I don't
0: need the the... i was not aware
2: of my external environment yes yes and (laughs) and like the idea uh, and i'm like okay then you're gonna tell me at eight why didn't you close the blinds why don't we just not move them and and that is a silly thing but he talks about that and i think it's really want to be it's it's very funny
1: yes and it's you know it's funny and it's also emotional it's affecting yeah like i said it not the kind of love song that you listen to when you have your first crush or your first boyfriend. It's the kind of love song that you kind of need to grow into a little bit. I am divorced now, but when we were going to get married, this album had been out for almost 10 years. So it had some time to age. And this was actually in the running for, is this going to be our wedding song? Because that was the kind of relationship we had. We, We weren't, Fairy tale princess kind of people we were we're so lucky that we get to go to bed early and enjoy each other's company kind of people, um even then it was just kind of like you know i I don't know if the rest of our wedding guests will get it, yeah. you know, yeah. or like it's not the song that we have such a strong emotional connection we're so moved by when we listen to it that we want this to be the emblem of this relationship that we are committing to.
2: What did you guys end up picking?
1: It's complicated. Skip this <laughs> no, I mean, we had a few and okay. we didn't have one of those uh, receptions where we had a first dance or anything like that. So we okay. just had a few songs that we kind of said, oh, this is our wedding song. Okay. And my ex's absolute favorite musician was Amy Grant. Okay. She happened to cover Love Like Blood okay. with her ex-husband and we even talked about at the time of like are we jinxing ourselves because pretty sure this is written about an ex-wife of John's and it's recorded with an ex-husband of Amy's and we're like no No, we'll beat the odds yes (laughs) bad luck
2: (laughs) as we're sharing Lynn and I started dating in 1980 we got married in 1984 it was a long courtship for just a lot of different reasons and I had in the car as they we had left the reception and uh, they my best friend drove us to their house where we had parked our car so we could go off on starting our honeymoon. I had queued up, wouldn't it be nice for the Beach Boys? Because uh, wouldn't it be nice if we could be married? The songs can tell a story, and it, it that's that's an interesting choice that you know you guys thought about that and like oh oh well move on (laughs) move on um I do like the lyrics where he says and after all this time I'm glad that you can see after all this time I'm the man I want to be this is someone who's happy with himself he's happy with his partner and he's happy with them together and I think that's really beautiful Talk to me about his vocal stylings on this song. Let's forget the vocal introduction, but just how he sings the song and the the kind of tone of this. Tell me what your feelings on that.
1: It's definitely an unusually slow tempo for John. And it seems a little bit um, of a gentle saying, you know, it's not a croon. It's um you know, I, I can't help, but compare it to have a little faith in me that there's just a purity of his voice in that. And he kind of seems almost like whisper singing on this, which this is also about the time that he had sis removed from his vocal cords. So there could be part of that going on, but I do feel at least he was telling himself that this was an artistic choice, that he was just kind of, kind of trying to do a slow groove, kind of sexy-ish Vocal style for this song. There are a couple of high notes that maybe it cracks a little bit, but not icy blue heart trying to reach for the rafters kind of high.
2: I, what do you think? Yeah, I like the style of him singing this. It reminds me of another singer or another song stylist, but I can't put my finger on it. I, I I listened multiple times today while I was at work and Mm -hmm. and and enjoyed the song every time I heard it. I I kept thinking, like, what song is this supposed to be? What does this remind me? You know, sometimes you'll go, oh, this song reminds me of blank. We haven't gotten to this yet, but when Michael Elliott and I were talking about perfectly good guitar and Bruce Springsteen, take a drink, The Wish, they're both songs about guitars and loving guitars. Among other things, this one, I kept thinking, I I know that this is similar to a style. What's he trying to sing? But I couldn't put my finger on it. And I was hoping you might have a thought. Yeah, I mean,
1: to me, it's just like that um, 70s AM radio, uh, maybe a Barry White or, you know, that that isn't my genre. So I can't really put my finger on it or even like a late era Sinatra or something like that. He's trying to he's trying to be a crooner.
2: And I do think maybe a almost a 70s pop song, not bubblegum, uh-huh. but no. a, a top 40 kind of 70s love song. This reminds
1: me of like a Tom Jones kind of classic love song, that just that kind of a little too slick feeling.
2: I, I think that's good. I think that's valid. This was... Him trying to do something a little different. I think it works more than it doesn't. Yeah. I spent time with this song and I was comfortable spending time with it. Once again, the emotion that he's trying to portray for me, this works. And and that idea, I am grateful that you're still loving me. I'm grateful that we're in this journey together. And I think there's a sweetness to that that works.
1: Yeah. A sweetness and a sincerity. John at his best is trying to say something sincerely, even if it's a little bit with some humor, because he's always got some humor in there, too. This is an unusual song that it doesn't actually kind of have any kind of joke into it.
2: I really think that's a good point. There is none of his tongue in cheek. Or a twist
1: of phrase, trying to be clever. It's very...
2: Very Take it as it is. Yeah, yeah. Here in this world, the love that time forgot. But darling, we will not. After all this time, mm-hmm. um it it is kind of unusual in that case because usually we will have John with as you were talking about that little twist that that little fun things with words or that that clever f- phrase. This is a very sweet, sincere love song done with john singing like a is it engelbert humperdinck or someone like that you know yeah. like yeah no, like that's a, a
1: good one yeah yep.
2: like someone that kind of a song so good yeah any other comments before we rate
1: i i was just kind of opening up the um liner notes and it's also a little bit unusual that there isn't that um straight ahead guitar or absence of a guitar just piano for have a little faith in me. But I do believe that David Immergluck is playing electric sitar on it, maybe? Oh, okay. But because he's listed as playing a uh, guitar, pedal steel, dobro, or electric sitar. You know, maybe that's that flourish that we're kind of, mm, that didn't age very well. Yeah. You know, I'm not kind of hearing the duet that usually happens between John's rhythm guitar and the lead guitarist. So, yeah. Just mentioning that.
2: No, I think that's really well said it's not fair always you have to go first so i will I appreciate uh, that yeah i will i think uh you know i'm gonna give this a solid three we we talked about it i this was a song that i was very pleasantly surprised when i was listening to it today and i said i'd like to spend more time with this song so i'm gonna give it three how about you
1: you know uh eventually we're gonna have a first fight but not today i was thinking three as well so
2: (laughs) good yeah we will come over that I love your phrase about this is very simple, very sincere. And I think that's, that's good. At least from my perspective, if a partner told me, I'm, I'm glad after all this time, you still love me. I would like that. It would be good. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great anniversary party song for, yes. you know, a couple to dance to just, yeah wasn't quite up to a wedding song
2: (laughs) yeah no i get that i get that a lot all right there we go another episode in the book we are just having a lot of fun you can reach us at on twitter perfectly good pod pd you can we have a facebook page thank you sylvan but we would love for you to like and comment tell us what you would rate the song for tell us how we're wrong and this is absolutely either the worst or the best john hyatt song of all times (laughs) and i am at jesse jackson dfw on twitter sylvan how about you
1: i am at sylvan green eyes at twitter
2: All right. Perfectly good podcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 469-249-2442. If you want to give us feedback on the songs or give us your thoughts on something in advance, please let us know. We'd love to hear your voice. Sylvan, this was a blast as always. I love it. Thank you, Jesse. I had so much fun. Yes. (laughs) Thank you listeners. Take care, be safe and have a little faith. Have a
1: little faith. Bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: Baby, we can come on home and put the cow horns back on the cadillac and change the message on the code of It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football